You're listening to another episode of Personal Battles, and I am your host, Hal. Yes, that's right. This is a podcast all about mental health, the battles that we face, how we fall, but more importantly, how we get back up and keep moving forward. Oh my, we are at episode 10. Already, check that out. Into double figures. We've come so far. Yes, at least 10 steps. Who's with us for the next 10? Woohoo! My week. This week I ran in the Newcastle 10K. I met some great people along the way who took time to actually want to talk to me, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, putting all the footage together and creating an episode of my YouTube channel, Personal Best, is something I, I really do enjoy. I love being creative with footage and telling stories in my own way, whilst trying to be open and honest and hopefully entertaining like I try on this podcast. Well, try, yeah. Catching up with Col. This week it's more like Col catching up with Al. Uh, when I went to the Newcastle 10K, I already had a, a message on my Instagram page saying, I've just seen your fans, they're lining the river. And yep, there was some swans lining the river. Seems to be everywhere I go now, people associate me and swans. Strange. But yeah, it's lovely as well. So I've got my own fan base. Wherever I go, there's a swan called Colin, waiting to cheer me on. Thanks, Col. I don't know how you do it, but you're everywhere. It's almost like you're lots of different birds. The Little Things And this little thing happened to me. Run-through, who organised the Newcastle 10K... Uh, liked the pictures I had uploaded onto my social media accounts, and especially one image of me uh, screaming at the camera. They then followed me as well. Look, I know it's it's a little thing, but that's what this segment's called, right? I struggle with how I look sometimes, so it's nice to see I was selected by them to be the face of Medal Monday. And they added a little bit more value to it as well by following me as well. So that was really nice. So it's Probably just a little thing that they did as a race organiser to, uh, to a runner. But it was a nice little moment for me. A little bit of recognition and a little bit of reassurance that people can see me. I do exist, right? Hello! Coming up on the episode now is our battle guest. And this week's battle guest is Ruth. You can find her on social media on Instagram by following wellbeing underscore and underscore fitness underscore by underscore Ruth. Yeah, that flows off the tongue quite nicely. She loves outdoor adventures, swimming, cycling, hiking, being surrounded by nature and van life. But on here you will hear her backstory, her battles, her constant battles, and how inspiring and positive she is now. She's in a really good place. And maybe, like me, you might find this uh, quite uplifting. So here comes Ruth, and of course, firstly, the friendly fire question. Okay, welcome to episode 10 of Personal Owl Battles, and this week's battle guest is Ruth. So welcome Ruth to the podcast, Woo! and she has a monumental task. She's got to answer Luke's friendly fire question. Now remember from last week, I said Luke had asked one of the best questions I've ever heard. You're about to hear that question again and hear Luke's answer. Then, 
we're going to have to hear what Ruth's going to say that answer as well. It's going to be great. So over to Luke right now. Luke, ask that question and let's hear this amazing answer. So mine would be, if you could have a ridiculous superpower, what would it be? And to help with that, mine would be that every time I touch my belly button, I could teleport, but I would never know where I was going. <laughs> so it's got to be something, like, you can't just be like, I want to be super strong, or I want to be able to turn like apples into money. It's got to be ridiculous, okay? It's got to Gotta be stupidity at its finest form. Oh, I love it. I think it's the best one yet. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Press your belly button and you just teleport to a random place. You never know where you're gonna end up. Like yeah, just every time you I mean, if it's an accidental touch, if you're in the shower washing, you're gone. <gasps> yeah. So, You've got an itch and you're like, oh no. Yeah. Where am I middle of a run, scratch yourself, boom. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, that, so that is the best one for me, Luke, ever. So yeah, if if you know anyone out there struggling, just mention Luke's belly button and straight away. Yeah, talk about my belly button and start telling all those mental health wars. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> so Ruth, what would your answer be to Luke's brilliant friendly fire question? That was actually an incredible question, and it really got me thinking. Um, <laughs> but it'd have to be. I don't know, something like, yeah, if I could, if I was asked a question, I'd have to give the honest answer. Um, it's a bit like not being able to lie, but it it's only when a question's asked. You know, I could tell a lie, but I couldn't. If someone yeah. asked me a question, I had to right. give an honest answer. So it's the question bit that's important there, which makes it slightly more ridiculous because... You know, <laughs> and you could get into a lot of trouble for that. I could get into a lot of trouble with that, <laughs> but I could also sort a lot out. I could sort a lot out with that. Yeah, you know, get me people would always know where they stand with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be running the place. <laughs> right, my my superpower, but it's got to be ridiculous, right? I think kind of like I'm thinking kind of Doctor Doolittle superpower. I'd I'd love to be able to talk to the animals. So yeah, being able to talk to the animals. But the ridiculous part of it would be that it doesn't just stop with animals. It's like insects and everything. And all I can hear is them just talking and noise and trees talking to me. And you realise, you know what? A tree's got nothing really interesting to say. It's just nonsense. So that would be my superpower. I can understand. I, I can hear them, but I don't have a clue what they're talking about. <laughs> It'd be all different languages. Yeah, the tree doesn't understand. And you understand wouldn't know the language. And I'm like, oh my god, can't turn it off. I thought, actually, for I'm some reason, I just, superpower. <laughs> actually, for some reason, I just thought being able to talk to swans would be great because I would speak back in English. Turns out we don't. No, <laughs> it's just lots oh. more honking. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that one. Right, so that was our friendly fire question. Thank you, Luke. That's uh, that's great. And if you're out there and you're thinking how to start a conversation with somebody who's struggling, ask them on that one and make sure your superpower is ridiculous. Now we move over to the battle part of the show, the main part of it. This one's going to be quite uh, quite interesting for me too because I'm not too, quite sure where this is going to go with Ruth, to be truthful. So I'm with you, listeners. So, Ruth. This is personal battles. Please tell me about your lowest point, basically. Uh, the conditions that led to that moment. 
uh, how you were feeling. And then we'll stop for a break and then we'll come back and then you can tell me how you got back up and kept moving forward. And even if your issues are still with you, what works for you and what you think could help other people out there who are struggling? So, battle guest Ruth, over to you. Tell me about your battles. Thank you, Al. Um, so my lowest point was probably around 18, 19, back end of teenage years. Um, felt like a bit of a failure from school. Uh, didn't do very well at school. I wasn't very academic. Um, I liked to go to the pub rather than study, you know, when I was doing my right. A-levels. Bit yeah. of a rebel. Um, very angry at the world and that's because when I was eight years old I lost my mum to cancer she was 36 and the knock-on effect of that throughout my life it probably didn't actually really resonate until my teen years when hormones kick in when you're trying right. to kind of figure out who you are and wh what you're about in the world home life was very volatile um, so the one time when you really crave safety and comfort, it, it, I just didn't feel like I had it. So I sought it with my friends, you know, going to school was like my outlet. It's who I could be me um, and not be punished for it or kind of made to be seen as small or wrong or too emotional or whatever. Um, but it all kind of came to a head when I was about 19. And I went to the doctors. Um, I'd been self-harming. And uh, they wanted, they put me through counselling and they wanted to give me medication. Um, and I took the medication and I went from feeling everything and being really overwhelmed to just, feeling nothing and so I was going to the counsellor and they were asking me if I was I was I was just like yeah fine I was numb um right. and it took me a couple of years to realize that it was the medication and, and um I'm very into my astrology I'm very into um holistic therapy homeopathy uh -huh. and I was determined to find a different route um because I just as the dark days so dark and I know that I'll always, it, it is an ongoing battle I will always right. Right. um hold it with me and mm -hmm. I've got the thing is I've got so many more tools than I did um back when I was 19 you know um mm. when you feel so lost um you're in survival mode aren't you so you, you can't think past what you're doing that next minute that next hour you can't yeah. certainly try and plan a future because in your eyes there isn't one um you know that's where I yeah, that's I, where I was at I, I felt alone disconnected um I was kind of just going through the stages of life but not really living um I mean I had some great times I had some great friends but looking back at that time in my life it I have a lot of blank memories <laughs> from that time like a lot of bits that I just don't remember and then I've got a lot of where it was just like a desperation to be loved. Like I was 
putting completely the wrong energy out there because I was so I was so desperate to find where I fit. Um and it, it was it was awful. And it makes looking back, it makes me really sad for that 19-year-old girl. Um, but also the healing that I've done since then. Um, and that's really what my journey is about. That's what I kind of came on here for. Um the dark was really dark, and I, you know, I'll happily go into more detail about that. But for me, it's I am a positive person. People always see me on yeah. Instagram, they see me on Facebook, they say that I'm positive and um, um, you know, you love life, but the that's just one tiny little bit of a very, very complex system, you know, like human beings are so complex, and yeah, really, I just want to put my message across that. Finding the thing that works for you is the is the light bulb moment. That was the light bulb moment for me. Not going with what anyone else says, but working with someone who is willing to listen to exactly what you've got to say, exactly who you are, and finding tools from all different places because you know we we've we've got so many different personalities inside us, even those without trauma. But people with trauma have so many different personalities because we've got a inner child that needs to be healed. We've got, you know, complex PTSD and things going on. Mm. Um, and I think it's just so important to honour that. Otherwise, you're not going to move forward. You're going to be stuck in that dark place. And I think it's a really sad injustice to yourself and to your loved ones to stay in that dark place because there's a whole another world on the other side of it. Um, and I'll always carry my mum's death with me. I'll always carry my upbringing with me. Um, I'll always carry those dark days, but you need them. You, you, as as horrible as it is and as harrowing as it is, you need to hold on to it a little bit to to be able to praise yourself with how far you've come as well. Um, right, yeah. On on the daily, yeah. you know, I, I, it's yeah. such an ongoing thing, and I'm I'm sure you're the same with depression. It's it's just about waking up that day and thinking, right, how do I feel today? Um, rather than can I take on the world for the rest of the year? You don't. No yeah. one knows that. You don't, you don't think I thought ahead, do you? It's just that day. No. no. Oh. Um, so, yeah, the, the the lowest point was that time of my life and I knew I had to change something. I knew that I didn't want... I, I could see the bitterness. I could see the anger. I could see the rage that was in me and I was putting it all into worse causes um which nice. inevitably sends you in a spiral doesn't it so yeah the first half of my 20s it was very much just trying to I, I was on my own I didn't have a boyfriend like I was on my own for about five years because I needed to know I'd spent so long trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be and to try and fit into this whoever any like I'd, I'd just absorb other people's characteristics I'd, I'd absorb other people's personalities I didn't even know who I was anymore like who you were right the, like yeah. the music that I listened to it was all influenced by others it wasn't what I wanted to listen to um I, right. I didn't I had no concept of who I was as a person so I had to strip it right back <laughs> um and start again basically and just unravel all that unravel a lot of emotions I, I I went to counseling that definitely helped after I came off the medication that was like 
once you start feeling stuff again, it's like it, you, mm. it's okay. Um, and actually processing it is so cathartic. Um, so that's kind of like my journey up to my mid twenties. Um, and I thought I was doing really well. And then I got into a relationship and we were very good friends. It was a wonderful relationship to begin with, but it inevitably my issues and he had trauma as well from his childhood, but together we, it, it just was toxic. Um, and so it just opened up all those wounds again. And this is what I mean, you'll always, it'll always come back. There's always a, you know, even now I'll get triggered by something and it's like, I need to just, but I know what to do now. I didn't know what to right. do back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, after trying to eke this relationship out, we both went our separate ways and it was like, right, now I've got to find who I am again because I've let somebody else try and mold me. Because that was mm. my safety net. That was, you know, it was easier to try and be someone else, to try and please someone else than actually have a voice and say, no, I don't want to do that. Or actually, mm. I'd quite like to listen to Cat Stevens tonight. You know, it was a lot easier to just be like, oh, Lindy's fan. You know, Lindy's fan, great band. Um, but I wouldn't do that. I'd just be like, yeah, put you, what you want on TV and you put because that was my safety net, that was my comfort zone. Um, so for me, the journey is, was all about the rediscovery of what actually lit me up and what made me me. Mm -hmm. And that's where astrology kind of featured heavily because once you start looking into all of that, that's a whole other conversation, but it does sort of like map out roughly where you are and who you meant, to, or not who you meant to be, but who you are who you've come to this earth to be. Um, and once I started looking into that, it was like, oh, right, okay. So right, here I am <laughs> and I'm yeah. still here. Um, and I've got a little bit more of an understanding of who I am now. So now but let's back try then, again. Ruth, yeah, so back then, Ruth, you were quite angry um, and really feeling like angry. you were just, and just felt that you were just following what everybody else was telling you to do and yeah. you couldn't find yourself. So I had no idea fundamentally who I was as a person. Um, really? For so about, even in your, even your mid-twenties, you still didn't know who you were? No, because I was still in that people-pleasing cycle. I wanted yeah. everyone to be my friend. I wanted everyone to love me. Um, hmm. I didn't want to be on my own. Um, and my I, I didn't like who I was. So if I could... Right, you didn't like yourself. I didn't like myself because all through my life I've been told I was too much I was too emotional I was too this I was too that um oh, you know when I wanted to grieve for my mum do you not think you should be over that by now that that was the oh. narrative that I that I was given oh. or you've got the other end of the scale where it was um oh you do look like your mum or you know yeah your mum would do that and it I, obviously I love my mum and I love my memories of my mum but it's a lot when and I know they mean well but I'm still trying to come to terms with it as well like don't need people you know people wouldn't see me because I looked like my mum but it's like you know my stepmom wouldn't have a picture of her in her house because I don't know why but it, mm. she wasn't a threat you know it just 
there was so much to to that I thought was wrong with me basically and so I didn't like myself very much I didn't like how angry I was I didn't like the emotions that sat within me but I didn't know how to change it right does that make sense like yeah so you're kind of you're, angry, you always kind of felt that you sad. had this, you felt there was that those angry emotions were for you but there weren't it was just your yeah. way of, of grieving my reaction and, to the situation yeah, yeah 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 and which is completely like, natural but totally it's only when i've done counseling in my 30s that i've gone oh god right okay yeah <laughs> thank you yeah and and all those fears of rejection and, and conforming yeah you just want to yeah and last time I, did it, I wasn't i wasn't really ready for it you know i wasn't ready to open up as much as i needed to and that's another thing you've got to be in the right place yourself there's can't force yeah, these things point. yeah um you've got to want it um yeah. and it got to the point where i did want it because i didn't want to feel like that anymore and the only other option was the unthinkable um yeah. you know i value life especially because my mum died you know imagine if i'd have taken my own it's just that's not as much as i self-harmed it was never about that but i didn't want it to get to that and i i was struggling to see any other way um and I certainly didn't want to be angry for the rest of my life or sad or you know you mm. your energy is a lot of what you're about and I was just putting out so I was attracting the wrong people to me so it was a vicious cycle we were just yeah it was never ending I mean I don't get me wrong looking back I had a great time but it was all so toxic and you know alcohol drugs I just didn't want to be in my own mind couldn't sit right. with myself i think that's yeah. the best way to describe it so you're always looking for your own way of, of making things numb yeah yeah and try and get away yeah. from get away from those feelings yeah 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 exactly i was doing what the meds did but the thing is i still felt something i just felt it really strongly um mm. rather than the meds that did numb me um what was the it's... feeling with them? Um, because I've no, I never really did it. What's the feelings behind the uh, self harming then, Ruth? Is that, was that grieving or was that to feel something? Release. What was that? Release. Release. And right. a bit of control in um, a life that was completely out of my control at the time. So um, obviously, I was still a teenager. I was living at home. Um, I didn't have any boundaries at all. And it was my release. It was my way of go, like, and to feel, I guess, to feel. It was such a long oh, wow. time ago, but when my dad found out, he, um, we were on holiday and I said that the cat had scratched me and the cat had never scratched anyone in his whole entire life, like ever. Right. And he's like, come on, Ruth. So obviously, because it was on holiday as well, I was then, I'd ruin the holiday. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. And it was just all like, oh too much too much so that's when um I started that's when I first saw a counsellor but I just wasn't ready I wasn't ready to I was a teenager I was like I'm fine fine yeah don't know what you talk yeah. about like you know I used to talk about um when people used to say oh because I'd always talk about my dad and then they'd be like oh and your mum like oh yeah she died when I was eight and then I'll be like what it's fine like I don't know any different. That was my rhetoric. I don't know any different. So I am who mm. I am and it is what it is. And it's like, mm. I wasn't even allowing myself at that point to just go, actually, that was a really shit situation to yeah, be in as an exactly. eight-year-old child. Yeah. Um, 
and now that I do own it, it it's almost like it's just I've I've let it go a bit more. Like right. I used to talk mm. about her all the time. I'd want to keep her almost keep her alive in some way. And now it's like I know she's with me. Um and I don't feel that need anymore because I'm in a better place, I suppose. Mm. Well, thanks for that, Ruth. Uh, at this moment, I think we'll leave that uh, and go to an advert break and hope, and then when we will come back, we'll find out how Ruth is coping uh, mechanisms that make her feel uh, feel a bit more of the good feelings and how she's moving forward with these battles. If you're a parent, you know what happens when you buy your children a gift. They take the gift out the box, then play with the box. Well, over here at Unbox That, we have the perfect solution. You go online, you buy the gift, we box it for you. We then open the box back up, take the gift out and send you an empty box. Yes, Unbox That, it's empty. Do you want to stick it to the man? Do you? Do you want to stick it to the man? Have you had enough of being told what to do? You had enough of being told by your boss what to do? Well, stick it to the man. Stick man. Go to stickittotheman.com and buy a stick. Your stick will come in the post and then you can do what you want with it. Stick it to the man. Oh, throw it for the dog. Do what you want. It's a stick, man. But it's your stick. A very special stick. Because when you throw it, it doesn't come back. No boomerang sold here. It's a stick, man. What's been holding you back? The way you look. The way you dress. No, don't be silly. What's been holding you back your entire life is the way you smell. You don't smell like a bird at all. You need odor to swan. You need to smell like Colin. You need to smell of victory. You need to smell of winning. Right, I hope you like those adverts, whatever they were. I'm sure they're great and you're going to rush out and buy those products. Now, we'll go back to Ruth on the battlefield. She's been battling, I think, since she was, she's been eight years old. Sounding like she's starting to turn the corner now. So back over to Ruth. How are things improving and what kind of works for you, Ruth? Yes, uh, things are the best I've ever been. Um, best ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of that is age. I do. I never used to believe my dad when he said, um, you know, you do get wiser as you get older and you stop caring as much. And I'm like, no, I'm always going to be this, like, intolerable person and actually there is that sense of my time on like on earth is a lot shorter now so I'll put my energy into what it deserves it you know I don't worry quite as much as what people think but I think a lot of that is with the healing I've done as well so my recovery journey is probably longer than my dark days um because it's been an ongoing battle so I'm still very much on the front line um mm. But it started, like I say, I 
I realized I started making this connection early 20s, like broke up with my ex, um, had another five years on my own where I thought, right, this is it. I'm going to figure out what I want. And within that time, um, I set up my own dog walking business. And I realized that a lot of what I wasn't happy about was my work situation. So because I've done so crap at school, it was literally you need to find the first job that comes along because yeah. dad was like, I'm not going to have you just sat around doing nothing, which fair play to him. I would have done and that would have made me worse. So I got a job um, and I ended up doing sales for nine years. But it was an office job. And as much as I look like as, you know, 18, 19, making your own money, it's great, isn't it? And you're living at home. Um, so I didn't think anything of it. I was young. I was like, yeah, I, don't, I hadn't gone to uni. So it was like all these new friends. And uh-huh. um, and then about like nine years in, I was just like, no, this does not sit right with me anymore. I'm not about the money. You know, I was on a good wage, but... I'd sit in the office and look outside and be like, I just want to be out there. You know, I just, yeah, I, yeah. I need to be outside. So I quit my job, set up Criticitors, um, which was my dog walking company, and mm-hmm. went to work at a local livery yard to kind of like make sure I paid my bills. And it was the scariest thing I think I've ever done as an adult. Um, but, you know, it lit me up. It that something flicked in me then I was like right this is me this is how I start nice. to find myself yeah um everyone was like she'll, she'll fail you know <laughs> can't keep her mind at anything so that was <laughs> like right I'm even more determined to you. do it now yeah. yeah um so I had the business for six years it was great I bought my first house um whilst I still had my wage my three yearly wage like salary from Optident so um, I just felt like I was finally getting some good foundations, like stabilizing everything. Um, and obviously I started walking a lot more, so I felt better. I wasn't speaking to people as much because I was with dogs all day. Um, yeah, much better. And all these things, like these tiny little adjustments that I didn't even think about made such yeah. a difference to me. Um, and so I started thinking about how I wanted to put something back. So I wanted to do Oxfam Trail Trekkers. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a 100-kilometre walk. I used to do a north and a south one. Um, and I, I wanted to do the north one, but the year I wanted to enter it, they cancelled it because they weren't getting enough numbers. So I went onto the website. I downloaded the map. I downloaded the route. I'll do it on my own. And instead of having to do it for Oxfam, I'll do it for a company that... I want the, a charity that I want to do it for. So we did it for Yorkshire Cancer Research because of my mum and it was in honour of mm. my mum. Um, and then my friend Rian said, oh yeah, I'll do that with you. So I thought, I really have to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, so I set about doing plans. When they did it, they had like water stops because obviously Oxfam, it's yeah. a massive business. Um mm. But it would just be me and my friends, that's it. So it was like a case of getting a support crew together, organising recce's, and it was something that I could really hone in on. And because I was feeling fitter from my dog walking, I was like, I, can, I, can, I think I can actually do this. Um, right. 
so it was a hundred kilometer walk under three hours under 30 hours sorry um all around the Yorkshire Dales well it's where I grew up it's like my playground oh wow. so I was right. like yeah I can I think I can do this so we started doing all the training every weekend we'd be out um walking like anything from eight to 26 miles we'd do and we'd always do the route so we knew the route like the back of our hands figure out where we were going to be at night so that we could do that bit at night practice night walking and I started going to the gym because I didn't want to die on a hill you know like <laughs> I was thinking that would be just typical wouldn't it but we were also raising money for Yorkshire Air Ambulance so I was like can you imagine if oh have you we called them out, them out? Like that, yeah. that was, you know <laughs> It's not going to happen. So raising um, money for your own rescue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it costs like twelve grand to take a helicopter out. So that, you know we'd be in deficit. <laughs> I'd owe them. <laughs> um, so I started going to the gym, and uh, I, I just got into the routine of going, and I started to realise again, exercise hmm. made me feel better. I wanted to eat healthy because I started to understand what was going on in my body when I was exercising, you'll know, as a right. runner. Yep. Yep. Um, so then you start to not just see your body as this thing to abuse and to be ungrateful for, but actually as this like yeah. amazing living organism that literally does everything for you. And just yeah. if you eat the right things, you can help it along. <laughs> so mm. I looked into that um, and then I started to train to become a fitness instructor. So all of these things like... It was just like, bam, 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 bam. Like, you know, when you, like Indiana Jones, like turns a key and all these like things just slot into place and then all the mechanisms start moving yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, I can see it all coming together. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it went from there. Um, COVID, uh -huh. obviously bad times. I had, yeah. I'd given up my business just before then. So I was employed. I got furloughed, thank God. Um, but then again, it made me reevaluate. Again, I don't want I don't want to be in an office. Mm -hmm. I want to be out. Um, I want to be my own boss. And then I found uh, astrology, holistic therapy, uh, like essential oils, aromatherapy, all this. Um, and now, like my friends, they call me the witch. Like, <laughs> I, I I love nature. Nature for yeah. me is like the biggest healer. Um, I can't recommend enough for people to get out in nature because it literally, it, well, she just, she heals you. Like she knows everything. Um, and once you realize about nature, you realize actually pretty insignificant. We're just another mammal on this earth. Why do we have all these big feelings attached to humanity when we're just like, I don't know, an overexcited ape, you know, it just, it just baffles me that, we've got to this point so again not I started not chasing the money and I started chasing the feelings instead and I and I, I like mm -hmm. these feelings and actually once mm -hmm. you feel like this the the money comes anyway because you're naturally giving off a better vibe so yeah. you believe in the law of attraction that's yeah that's law of attraction right there and all these little things and now meditation you know I do so much and just tiny little increments, but it's gone from me hating myself and not wanting to put any of that in to learning to love myself so that I do want to put that time in. And that that's the key, isn't it? You've, you've got to do the work 
to heal to be able to understand yourself to love yourself um yeah. and once you've got that love inside you like like literally anything's possible in in my opinion and in my experience so far um and it's an ongoing thing you know every mm-hmm. month there's at least one week where i hate myself you know right. <laughs> just want to yeah. eat chocolate lie on the sofa i'm a woman <laughs> um, i must be as but, well then oh no <laughs> but 90 percent of the time and especially now i understand myself more i go oh mm. okay i'm gonna be a dick this week i won't see anyone so Honoring your own feelings, setting boundaries, like, that's so important. And that all comes with just loving yourself a bit more. Um, And I've done so much work on that. And you never stop healing, especially not if you've gone through trauma. But it's a wonderful place to be in compared to that dark, cold place that I was for so long. Um, And now I just want to help others get to where I am because I think that it is so important, not just for us, but like as a as as an individual but for humanity if more people love themselves and slow down and take time to accept themselves then mm. no one's gonna get pissed off any like as much so you're not gonna get as many wars you, you know it slower pace of life yeah. is so much better um yeah and totally agree yeah taking time to just think rather than react that's a big thing because i am quite fiery but so i have to stop myself sometimes like I won't reply to a message straight away now I'll give yourself some time calm down first <laughs> and then I'll be like, I, can, I can be a bit more rational you know <laughs> which is why Not like people asking power. me yeah. questions and me having to tell the truth is a really quite volatile thing <laughs> <laughs> but that's really inspiring Ruth because like I was the same for like 20 years I was in an office and I hated it. But at times yeah. you're trying to convince yourself this is what you got to do. This is what everybody does. And I would just like sit and look out the window and I'd see a pied wagtail, just a little bird, and just wish I was out there with it and just watch it. And then realize like all these people in this office, they're not your friends. They're just colleagues. And like when I when I was dismissed on medical grounds, not one of them then said like, oh, you're all right. They just never heard from them again. And it was like, oh, right. I, I thought we were more than that. And then it turns out, no, and it was then realizing you just like you kind of you were hating yourself, but for strange reasons. And then once you start to say changing one little thing, it's like I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to go back to that. I'd like to work for myself. I don't know how. It's a scarier world, but I want to do something for myself. And then I suddenly find that little that little spark. I like that idea, and I want to go out more. I like running, but it's not just about the running. It's just being outside. Actually, it's the nature. It's being around birds and wildlife. And said, I like and this the more. Community that you get with it. Yeah, and then like finding and then find, the people is so and important. Finding that as well. tribe, isn't it? And suddenly go. Yeah, and I have so people. many different tribes. I have tribes who, yeah, we 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 are witches. We love the moon and we talk astrology. And I could talk to you about soul plans and human designs and everything. And I look. That's part of my right. business. I'm bringing that more. Um, right. like masculine and feminine energies um the way that nature is so out of balance at the moment and we all need to do our bit to bring us together um yeah. but then i've got my mountain bikers i've got my people that are hikers i've got my people who just want to go out and get you know have a good night out because i'm in a place now where i can do that and it's not self-destructive right um, yeah and then i've got the people that i just want to chill with you know like yeah it's okay to have different friends for different reasons like you, you shouldn't feel like you 
you just got to be, you pigeonhole yourself like you know I, I just I find that so many people are just trying to find their niche and there's so yeah. many more sides to people so I felt I, love all yeah, I felt I felt so bad because I was in a, a men's health group and a lot of the men who were struggling in there with addiction all were kind of saying alcohol gets a Friday Saturday night and we have to drink because that's what you do as, as adults that's our only form of well that's what fun. society wants us to do <laughs> and then and I was kind of saying it yeah but that's what we see on the tv this is what movies are showing us this is what we feel like we have to do and it's like that's so sad because no you don't you can do whatever you want but they feel yeah. like but this is what we have to do we yeah. have to be and it's, we it's have to sit down and, have and drink years of just again drip feeding but in the opposite direction we've been drip fed since birth that we have to work nine to five. Yeah. You know, we're drip fed since birth that alcohol, you know, go out and have, that's fun, isn't it? it? You know, we're drip fed since birth that fast food is all right because everybody likes takeaway now and again. You know, all these things like not growing our own fruit and veg, you know, little things like that. It's It's been taken to the point where we're like, if you grow your own fruit and veg, you're like, what? You do what? Yeah, yeah. weird, oh. It's weird. <laughs> Just go to the supermarket. It's like, yeah. How amazing would but that what, be? Not here? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just baffles me that, and you can see it, it's, you know, it's war tactics, like, just drip, 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 and then people will go with the majority, won't they? Because we'll that's follow, where they're yeah. safest. Yeah. Um, Follow the crowd. And I love seeing people light up when they realise that that's, that doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, you're when they find their own little light You're in charge of what, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go this way. And yeah, suddenly realise exactly. everyone's going and then forward. People go, Not for me, though. Like when I, when I put something on Instagram, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Like, everyone's going to unfollow me. And then they're all like, <laughs> yeah, they're totally fine. And it's like, oh, right, okay. You know, if you just try it just a little bit, then... Yeah, you feel that power and it's like, oh, actually, no, no one does give a shit. Like, I can just be me and that's totally fine. <laughs> and you know what? The the ones that stay are the ones that matter and the ones that don't. I have I have a lot of love to give out, but it's fine. Like, I don't, you can't like everyone, can you? Um, no. Just like animals, like, we don't. We're all completely different personalities, so why would you expect everyone to like you? Yeah. You know, a big part of my healing was accepting that not everybody is going to like me, and no matter how much I go, yeah, but I will how listen to you your tried. music, and I will yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, like, huge people-pleasing. There must be something like, okay. I can do to make this person like me. There's not, there must be, though. There's not. Yeah. No matter what you do, again, you can be the oh. perfect person. They're still not going to like you. So stop trying. Exactly. Absolutely exactly. futile. So it's like just, just <laughs> concentrate on you. Well, yeah. Ruth, that was amazing. Thank you Aww. for your battle and all the amazing things you are doing. You're an inspiration. I'm, I'm Aww, absolutely thank like. You. I'm, I'm, well, I'm so are you out on the telly? Al <laughs> off the telly, <laughs> and now Al on the podcast. <laughs> I was, I, I was on the telly, Ruth. Did I ever tell you that? Oh no, no, I didn't know. No. <laughs> I also talked the swans. Enough about that. Uh, yeah, so... we'll call. <laughs> call. So no. thanks, Ruth, for your battle. Friendly fire question for our next guest. So, Ruth, do you have a yeah, friendly well, fire I feel question? A bit, I feel a bit rubbish now. It's it's not as good as the last one. It's basically. Go, <laughs> Go on. Then. What is it? 
Are you a starter or are you a pudding kind of guy? (laughs) (laughs) And what's your answer? Um, starter. Oh, I'm starter. going to have to stop you there. We're out. Of, we're out of time. But uh, we'll come back next week and find out if Ruth is a starter or a pudding kind of girl. <laughs> well, Ruth, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been an absolute thank pleasure. You. I've loved talking to you. And yeah. Uh, yeah, from never really talking to you to now on this podcast, I think we're best friends. <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> There's no getting out of it. Ruth and Al off the telly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So what have I learned from Ruth? Well, I think for a big part of her life, she struggled with being someone else and being out of control. So find your own way. Find your own group. Don't people please. And putting yourself first is not being selfish. Be happy. Don't do what you think you should do and be miserable. Do what makes you happy. From that positivity will come people who share the same love and passions as yourself. Life's too short to be miserable following the crowd. Plus there's always a cue, isn't there? Go sideways. Take a chance. It might be scary, but it could also fire a spark in you that you didn't know was there. Little changes can lead to a whole new happier you. Be Kind Corner. Be Kind Corner this week is be kind to yourself. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Sometimes that might even seem alien. You'll struggle being kind to others whilst you're not looking after yourself. On the day you listen to this podcast, do something for yourself. And don't feel guilty. Al and Colin say it's okay. Find the thing that calms you, makes you smile, makes you happy. This kind corner is for you. Find your love. If you don't know what it is, try something new. Try and discover it. At least you tried and are another step closer to finding you. It would be great to see how your kind corners go. So please feel free on Instagram to add the show to your story of you taking some moments just being kind to yourself on Kind Corner. If you have a story to tell and want to share it on Personal Battles, drop me a message. If you'd rather stay anonymous, that's fine. If you want your story read out by myself, that's great too. If you want a story read out by Colin, that's more difficult. You don't have to be a battle guest and be on the show to have an impact on someone. Having your story read out could be just as powerful and moving also if you have any anecdotes that work for you when there's a personal battle going on around you let the show know that could work for others let's get more people talking about mental health and that starts with us if we are open honest and share our stories that could prevent someone else's story out there ending smile in your heart Luke really made me smile with his friendly fire question, especially the answer. Thinking about that, on Personal Battles' Instagram page, I will start adding all the friendly fires in one place in a highlight story. I'll go back and get everybody else's friendly fire on there too. So if you're worried about starting a conversation or getting through to someone, use this show's battle guest friendly fires. It may start a happier conversation, get some smiles, 
but also could get someone just talking. And as we know, talking is huge when it comes to mental health conditions. So all I can say is I hope you liked this episode. Remember, in a world where you can be anybody, be yourself. Leave the past behind you. Look forward. Be kind to yourself first, then others. You are going to smash it. I'm Al. You can also find me on social media search person underscore Al underscore best. This was Personal Battles. Person underscore Al underscore battles. Keep some laughter in your heart and stay with us. Until next time, it's goodbye from Al. <laughs>